Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of Ephesians, and we're in the fourth chapter at a very, very pivotal uh, portion of Scripture. Now, remember, the first three chapters of Ephesians uh, shows us who we are in the Lord, shows us what the Lord has done for us, and all the wonders and the glory, and yes, the mystery of salvation that we have, salvation that we're living out, and salvation that is yet to be attained. Some marvelous truths uh, in the midst of all that. The last three chapters, chapter 4, 5, and 6, show us how to live this out. So, so far in chapter 4, we've seen that we're one body, that all true believers are one. And he's encouraging us to walk in a manner that is worthy of the calling with which we've been called. Remember that? Because we are one body. There's one spirit. There's one hope of our calling. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. But then he says this, but to each one of us individually... Each one of us was given the grace of God according to a measure of Christ's gift. And so he starts talking about how the Lord has gifted each believer. And then in verse 11, as we saw in the last episode, he speaks of gifted individuals that have been given to the body. Now, you don't know that from just verse 11, but we're about to see it in the next two verses. because We're going to see why these folks are given to the body, why their particular giftedness is given, and then we're going to see uh, how long <clears throat> this is supposed to last, okay? And this actually undermines a lot of arguments against this. So let me just read these three verses, which are all, I think, the one verse here. Let me, I'm scrolling down a little bit. Yeah, one verse. I mean, one uh, sentence in English language, according to the New American Standard, as they say. So here's verse 11. And he gave some as apostles and some prophets and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to to the fullness of Christ. And as always, in the, particularly in Ephesians, we see that each sentence is just loaded, okay? Loaded with truth. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> it's early in the morning, can you tell? <laughs> so, anyway, he's revealing to us that these are spiritually gifted individuals. Now, as we talked about earlier, a lot of times people will nearly say, well, there's a spiritual gift of apostle. No, no. There's not a spiritual gift of apostle. There is the role and functioning of being an apostle and that you are spiritually gifted by the Holy Spirit and that will manifest itself in any number of ways and combinations. You actually see in Romans 12 and in 1 Corinthians 12 a listing of what some of these spiritual gifts are. First Peter gives us a big picture in just a verse or two that there's two major categories, for lack of a better term, of spiritual gifts. There's speaking gifts, and there are serving gifts. But they're not mutually exclusive. 
Too often, those that have speaking gifts think that they don't have to do anything within the arena of service. They just want to talk. The uh, corollary also applies. A lot of times people that have serving gifts feel like that they do not ever have to speak of the things of, king, of the kingdom. And they're both wrong. So I believe what the Spirit does is the Spirit brings forth that wonderful combination that He desires at that moment. Okay, at that very moment. As a matter of fact, I think we've done a series of podcasts on spiritual gifts that you can go back and chase around a little bit. Uh, you can look on the website and find it. Uh, it's what the Spirit desires when He desires it. Now, what's the purpose? The purpose is what was mentioned here in verse 12. For the equipping of the saints. The apostle, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers are gifted individuals that are given to the body to equip the saints. Well, equip the saints for what? For the work of service. For the work of the service. The equipping of the saints, those who believe, for the work of service. Well, what's the work of service? Well, he tells us in verse 12. When you just take a moment just to read it slowly, you see everything, right? To the building up of the body of Christ. Whoa, the building up of the body of Christ. Folks, this right here is actually the answer to a lot of questions. As a matter of fact, I'm in the midst of a situation right now where people are examining and they're exploring and the Spirit's moving upon them and they're wondering about some things and they're seeing that there really is a need for quote-unquote something to be done. And it really is a stirring of the Spirit, I believe, because they're realizing you know, so much of what we do as a religious organization, as a religious organization, is just nothing. It's nothing. And they're beginning to realize, wait a minute, that people are not buying into this anymore, okay? I, I, particularly where we are locally here, I tell them the number one reason people do not go to church, that's the big phrase, the reason they don't go to church is because they've been there, folks. They've been there. And they don't know what it is, but they realize, hey, this I, there's nothing here. I'm, I'm not going to waste my time on this. And you know what? They're absolutely correct because they're not experiencing the power of God. They're making the uh, mistakes that the uh, Sadducees did when they came and tried to entrap Jesus one time. And Jesus looks at him and says, you do err by not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. So in most places, they come in and they don't hear the scripture. They'll, they'll hear a little perfunctory reference to it, okay? They'll hear a pretext reading of it, and then they'll listen to a talk for a while, which just absolutely bores everybody senseless, you know? And then they say, oh, that's an encounter with the Most High God. Nothing could be further from the truth. What is supposed to happen is what we see right here foundationally is that we gather together, if we're just using a corporate example, and that there is a move of the Spirit among those that God has given. Okay, and this is really the entirety of the body of Christ. And we'll see this as we look at the balance of it. It's just not for those that are apostles, prophets, evangelists, and shepherds, and the teachers. Okay, it's for everybody because all of us equip one another in various ways. But these five right here are for the equipping of the saints. For the most part, the saints are not equipped. They're not equipped for the work of service because we have rejected this. Yeah, we'll, we'll acquiesce to teachers. We'll sit there and listen to somebody teaching for a while. Yeah, yeah, we exalt that role of pastor, man. We think that's it, you know, that everything's centered around there. And that is the point of the spirit when it comes to the kingdom of God. And that's not at all what you see within the scripture, okay? 
we'll sit there and say, oh, yeah, well, we'll invite an evangelist to come through once every year in some churches or once every five years in other churches to come and to uh, try to get unsaved people to, quote, come to church, unquote, which you don't ever see that in Scripture either. But then we'll come along and we totally say, well, the apostle and the prophets, that's not for now. That was for another time. Folks, that is an absolute lie from hell itself. Why? Because you must have the apostle, prophet, evangelist, and the pastor and teacher to equip the saints for the work of the service. What is the service? The building up of the body of Christ. The building up of the kingdom of God. Now let me read verse 13. We'll pick up with this again and continue talking about it because it shows us the reasoning, the rationale that I can tell you that the apostle and the prophets are still valid today. Look what verse 13 says. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of God. Each one of these roles and functioning within the church are imperative and important, are required until we attain the unity, the faith and the knowledge, that until we're all mature, until we've all reached the measure of the fullness of Christ. Has that happened yet? <laughs> no, it has not happened yet. And as a matter of fact, it's going to happen only when the Lord himself returns. Okay, We can have it ourselves and we can have it as a portion of Christ right now. We'll talk more about that later. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you then. Goodbye.